it's very tempting to just take the easy route, to not challenge yourself, to not push for growth, to not try and thrive. Why? Because we get stuck in these comfortable ruts. We've worked it out enough to survive and we don't want to disrupt that. We don't want to push. Or we're afraid of change. We're afraid of loss. We're afraid of having our ego or our physical bodies hurt. In this podcast, I'm going to delve into that, delve into why you should push against it, why you should actually lean into the pain, why you should go for the harder option wherever possible. I'll also share with you a chapter of my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. This one is called Only You Can Change Your Life. And in this chapter, I will sort of drive down on the point of why it's on you to change your life, not on other people. Yes, people will support and encourage and help and provide assistance, but ultimately it's your responsibility to make the change. I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. Enjoy. I had a realization recently, and that was that I have a tendency to take the easy path, to take the easy option, to go easy on myself, to not challenge, to accept the status quo. This is this is obviously not ideal because it leads to stagnation. It leads to a rut. It leads to just being comfortable. It leads to surviving and not thriving. And I guess my recognition of this tendency has been a long one. Over the years, I've been slowly chipping away at all of the different aspects of my life where I'm comfortable, but where I'm not thriving. And I'm adding discipline. I'm adding regimen. I'm adding routines. I'm adding challenges. And this involved me instilling a meditation regime. Every day I meditate. I'm up to about 40 minutes a day. Every day I exercise once in the morning and once at night, ideally. Some days it's only one session. And it's in the exercise field that it can get very easy to coast. You know, you can just sort of go through the motions and not really push yourself. Because once you're sort of fit, I'm fairly fit at this stage, it's fairly easy to coast. It's fairly easy to go, oh, I did the thing, I did the exercise, I went for the run, and sort of not really push yourself and just to go for extended periods of time. But the same is true for relationships, for work, for hobbies, for writing, for all of that sort of stuff. So this podcast is really just me expressing myself in the sense of I've I've taken a I've done a couple of things recently that have started to push myself, to challenge myself, to really sort of risk failure in a way that I haven't done for a while. The first one is with writing. I'm starting a fiction book called Lucidity. And I've talked about this before, so I won't go into the actual background of it, but it's a first proper novel. I've written a couple of anthologies of short stories before, and I enjoyed it, and I could do it again, but to do it again would feel easy. It would feel, not easy, it would be hard, but it feels possible. Whereas to write a novel, at least before the starting of this process, it seemed very, very challenging if not impossible. So I decided to say, stuff it, I'm going to try it anyway. Because what's the point? What's the point of not going for things? I could do the quote-unquote sellout thing and just churn out stuff that I could easily do and make far more money from it because I'll be able to get more stuff out there, more sales, more all of that sort of stuff. But it just doesn't feel right. I can't do that to myself and I can't do that to you guys. I want to 
give to you my best work in the sense of things that challenge me, things that I want to be writing, things that will push the boundary. And that's why I'm going down this novel path. It will take far longer. It will be, like I said, I could be talking about so much more stuff. I could be dedicating that time to things that would quote unquote sell, but that's not my goal. My goal is to challenge myself in life, to write this story, to push beyond that limit. So I'm going to keep you updated on that process. And to that end, I've dedicated one day every week, Friday mornings from 9 to 1.30 roughly towards that goal of that's the time that I'm writing. I'm not doing podcasting. I'm not videoing. I'm not blogging. I'm not doing anything but writing that book. So we'll see how long it takes. And yeah, I'm going to work on it. The second thing I realized was from a martial arts perspective, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And if you're not training, come down and train. I trained at John Donahue Jiu-Jitsu and MMA in Notting Hill, Victoria. So please come down, sign up, let them know that you came because of me and, you know, introduce yourself. But regardless, find a place close to you. It is the best martial art that you can do because it works for a start. Um, It's a lifelong process and you really have to think. It's very, very, very physical. Don't get me wrong. And it's, it's the physicality that I've realized I've sort of been pushing away from. The longer you train jiu-jitsu, the more you can just sort of beat people that have trained less than you. And by beat in a jiu-jitsu sense, it means controlling them. It means being able to get them to the ground, hold them there, and either restrain them or apply a submission onto them. And a submission is basically the person tapping when it hurts too much, when they're worried that they're going to pass out from being choked, or that a part of their body is going to break. So as you can imagine, it gets fairly fairly intense and you know, injuries do happen, all that sort of stuff. Rarely, but it does happen. Because I've been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for I think about five years-ish now, and because I'm fairly physical, like I said, I exercise every day, there's a real risk of me being able to coast. I can look around the room of people training and if I've trained more than those people, it's not that challenging to quote-unquote win. This isn't bragging. If someone's trained a year more than me, they can do the same thing to me. It's literally just time on the mat. What I'm driving at, though, is that I've noticed a tendency to myself to, rather than choosing to train with the hardest person in the room, I would choose someone easier. Because I was afraid, and because I didn't want to push myself, and because I didn't want to lose So just the other day, last week, I recognized this. It sort of came to me in a meditative session. I'm like, oh my God, you're coasting. You're not pushing yourself. And because of that, your growth in jujitsu is slowing. That seems like a bad decision. So I brought this up with my coach, Coach John Donahue. And I suggested that to him. I said, I recognize this in myself. And he, he, he agreed. He said that in his experience coaching, he recognizes that a lot of people do choose that, and it's the human tendency tendency to do so. But when he decided to, he would always, he said that he always would choose to roll, to train with the hardest person in the gym, and it would, he would just get smashed day after day after day. But he improved, he got better, and now he is legitimately world-class, you know, world champion back in the day and you know 30 years experience and he can do things that I just can't imagine being able to do 
Um, so when I shared that with him, I, rec- I basically said like, hey, I recognize this weakness in myself and I'm going to be choosing the harder option purposefully, choosing the person in the room that can very much challenge me, can beat me, that I could potentially get injured from if they're very much stronger than me. Why? Because I want to grow. Because if I don't, I'll be coasting and just sort of tricking myself. Yes, I would still be able to quote-unquote beat people, but what's the point? I already can do that. If you've trained less than me, I can beat you. If you've trained more than me, I can't. But if I don't push myself, if I don't try and grow, if I don't go for the harder person, I won't grow as well. And then I'm wasting my time. In the sense that time is, you know, time's the only resource that we can't get back. So I've got family commitments, I've got writing commitments, like I said, I've got all of the online stuff I'm doing, I've got work, I've got so much stuff on my plate. There's a limited amount of time I can be training. So why don't I commit myself to getting the most out of it? Asking myself all of these questions, asking my coach all of these questions, and it came down to fear. I was fearful of ego loss, of injury, of all of that sort of stuff. But that's the ultimate reason. That's what I'm training to overcome. So I guess the reason I'm sharing this with you is to encourage you to push yourself, to try, to risk failure, to take the harder route, to go the extra rep and do the extra, do the extra work. Risk failure. It's okay. And actually, you will grow because of it. I know that after this shift in my writing, and I can feel it happening with the jiu-jitsu as well, I'm going to skyrocket. And it's going to be amazing. It'll just suck in the interim. Well, it won't even suck. It'll just be a bit more challenging. It's more like the fear of doing it is worse than the actual act of doing it. And how often do we see that? How often do we feel worse during... Yeah, how often do we feel like it's going to be worse... But when we do it, it's actually okay. Just a quick call to action here. If you know someone that needs to hear this, if you think someone would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Send them a link, tell them why they should listen to it, tell them what I'm all about, and get them on board. And if you haven't done so already, please, please, please chuck me a review wherever you're listening to this. It really will help. So for the second part of the podcast, I'm going to release another chapter of my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. This one is called Only You Can Change Your Life, and it's part of the Getting Organized section. The idea of this chapter will very much relate to what I just talked about, and the idea is that you need to realize that people aren't going to come save you. You know, people care, people will want to help, but ultimately you have to do the work. Ultimately, you have to be the one to lift the weights in the gym or see the therapist and implement their strategies. People might support you and pay for you and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, some of us are lucky to have more or less support than others. But ultimately, you have to do the work. If you want to heal, if you want to grow, if you want to thrive, it's on you. So this chapter will very clearly highlight that fact for you if I haven't done so already. 
And just a quick one, like I always say, everything I'm doing online is going to be released online for free. So you can read this chapter. I'm going to put the link down to the physical blog post of it. But if you want to support what I'm doing here, if you think what I'm doing is worth supporting, consider grabbing yourself a copy of this book. It's out now as a paperback, ebook, and audio book. Enjoy. Chapter 4.1. Only you can change your life. Your attention, please. No one is coming to save you. This life of yours is 100% your responsibility. Anonymous. Let's be honest. There's a reason that you're listening to this book. It's because, part of you at least, wants to change. You may be unhappy with the impact of mental afflictions in your day-to-day life. Or you may want to move on from trauma. Perhaps you need some advice on how to organise yourself to be as productive as possible. Or maybe you have a crazy large goal that you would like to pursue. Something that if completed, would change your life course significantly. The key to all change comes from you. Wanting the change is not enough. You have to take action. Listening to this book is just one step in a lifelong journey. You will have to take each and every step because no one else will. Other than some very close friends and family, no one will really put themselves out for you. Everyone has their own lives, issues and responsibilities that they're dealing with. And while they will lend a hand, it will most often be quite limited. Even if they did put in an extensive level of support, you would then be putting yourself in a place of reliance with that person. This is okay for some relationships, but not many. If you rely on someone else, you are relying on someone else. Your growth is therefore limited to their actions. Ultimately, this will lead to disaster, as the reality is that no one will be there for you forever. People change, move, move on, or pass away. Relationships end, and businesses close down. The only person that is guaranteed to be there for you, for your entire life, is you. Even if people do help, you have to take that help. You may have your gym membership paid for, but you have to be the one to lift the weights. You may have the support of the therapist, but you have to be the one to implement their advice. Regardless of the amount of care that others are willing to give to you, you are still the key. Don't get me wrong, people do care about you and about other people. Generous acts of human kindness happen every day. However, the majority of these acts can only be performed by those who are stable enough not to sacrifice themselves in the process. Take action. Think about all the people that you know. Consider each person and their unique life challenges that are happening right now. Undoubtedly, you will find that most, if not all, have some kind of issue that they are facing, like moving house, changing jobs, mental illnesses, injury, disability, relationship concerns, financial issues, family dramas, pregnancy, or deaths. Keep all of that in mind and answer the following question. How much help have you actually provided to them? The purpose of the above take action is to emphasize just how many issues there are occurring simultaneously within your own little universe. This of course doesn't take into the account the plethora of problems faced by the billions of people all around the world, like poverty, war, displacement, corruption and the like. The goal isn't to make you feel guilty, but rather to emphasize the fact that handling the problems in your life is ultimately on you. People will help others, but the amount of help needed, compared to the amount of help that can possibly be given, is an equation that can't be solved. 
we need to take responsibility for our own lives. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Proverb. Problems and solutions. Problem. You want to quit smoking. Solutions. Read a how to quit book. Use nicotine patches. Get advice from people who have already quit. Only you can take these actions. Problem. You want to lose weight. Solutions. Exercise daily. Eat healthy foods. Join a support group. Speak to a nutritionist and implement their advice. Only you can take these actions. Problem. You don't have enough money. Solutions. Work more. Spend less. Speak to a financial advisor and implement their advice. Only you can take these actions. Problem. You're not happy in your relationship. Solutions. Change the dynamic of the relationship. Leave the relationship. Speak to a relationship therapist and implement their advice. Only you can take these actions. Problem. Your house is a mess. Solutions. Clean the house yourself. Create a cleaning roster. Hire a cleaner. Only you can take these actions. Problem. Your car has broken down. Solutions. Take the car to get repaired. Purchase a new car. Or change to taking public transport instead. Only you can take these actions. The purpose of the above statements are to emphasize that only you can make the changes in your life. While you may need to enlist the help of other people, you'll still have to take the action of asking for or hiring help. Friends and family are not mind readers. Unless you ask them for assistance, they may never offer it. Take action. Say to yourself the following, only I can statements. Only I can change my life. Only I can implement the solutions to my problems. Only I can ask for the assistance that I need. Only I can lift the weights and run the miles. Only I can eat well. Only I can read the books. Only I can practice, study and improve myself. Only I can cut the bad habits from my life. Only I can cut the negative people and situations from my life. Only I can change my life. Feel free to add your own only I can statements that are catered specifically to your life. Repeat these to yourself daily. Write them up and place them on your wall to be the first things you see every morning and the last things you see at bed at night. I want to be self-reliant, but this doesn't mean I want to do it all on my own. Rather, I want to be able to source and manage the help that I need. Avoiding the problem will not solve it, because unless you take action, you'll never see the transformations that you desire. Take the actions necessary to change your life. Frequently asked questions. My depression is so extreme that I can't take action to change my life. You have to operate from your own starting point. You may not be able to control the symptoms of depression, but you can choose how you respond to them, as well as how you prepare for them. On a bad day, a win may be simply showering and eating. Of course, it could be easy not to do those things, 
but the key is to do the best you can given the functionality that you have. Your depression may be so overwhelming that you won't always have a choice, but when you do, take action. When you're less impacted, take preventative actions. Plan ahead to help yourself out for when you are low. Are you saying that no one will help me? Or that I shouldn't accept help? Neither. People will offer their help, but you have to be the one to accept it. I strongly advise enlisting the assistance of friends and family members for support, as well as the service of doctors, coaches, therapists, advisors, and other professionals when needed. Summary. Until you accept that the responsibility for changing your life rests on your shoulders alone, no meaningful progress can possibly be made. So thanks for listening, guys. That was a chapter from my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. It's out now as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook via Amazon, and I'll chuck a link down below so you can grab yourself a copy.